This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. Coming up, office mice, cat queens, and rat kings you'll want to snuggle. I'm Emma Choi, and this is Everyone and Their Mom. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message is brought to you by Wondery. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura protects residents from global catastrophes, but a dark secret threatens Pura's very existence. Binge all episodes of The Last City ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I I just started doing research. uh, But the truth is, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hi, everyone. I'm Emma Choi and welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This week, we're discussing a big, tiny problem with comedian and the person I would most like to see play the next Batman. It's Atsuko Okatsuka. Hi, Atsuko. Hi, Emma. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, I, I, that'd be cool. I, I want to be the next Batman because that would mean I'm rich <laughs> and have a butler. And you're going to be just like Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I am so excited to talk to you about this story. So the people who work at the FDA, you know, the people who make sure our facilities aren't overrun with mice, apparently went home in March 2020 and left a bunch of snacks and food behind, which ended up being an all-you-can-eat buffet for the area's rodents. Which is ironic because all of my favorite buffets closed instantly during the pandemic. Humans couldn't go to buffets, but mice were going to town. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's a real Ratatouille-esque twist in that the people who are in charge of, quote, ensuring the safety of our nation's food supply got some, like, hands-on experience with pest control. And this is how I learned what the FDA does. Uh, because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what they do? Of course. <laughs> I mean, how are they going to fix this? Because I kind of feel like they should send in owls to get the mice. And then to get the owls, what, what preys on owls? They should get a Bengal tiger to get the owl. And then, I don't know, something else. So I don't know where you stand. Most of my days sound like Snow White, kind of <laughs> like telling jokes to myself and the trees. And, you know, because I'm a stand-up, so I, I practice. I have to practice my jokes. And so nature comes to me, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my days it's really like, oh, this squirrel came up to me. Or, you know, this bee buzzed in my face for a few minutes and then flew away. Like, truly, my husband says most of my days sound like Snow White. So I actually, <laughs> you know, I think mice are really cute. Um, mm-hmm. I know a, a ton of mice, I'd be like, sure, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would I do? I, I mean, I, I, I'm such a child in an adult's body. I would call <laughs> upon a real adult. Someone yeah. like my husband to be like, what do I do? Yeah, I think I'm a real feminist until there's a mouse in the house. And then I get my boyfriend to chase after it. You know, like that's the one time I will, <laughs> you know, revert to gender roles. Yeah. I think there's like a phone number we call. 
There is a number to call, and we called it. Just to start off, uh, will you introduce yourself to us? I'm Cameron, um, exterminator here in New York City. And I want to be clear, you are our producer Nancy's actual exterminator, right? Yep, that's how we met, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so just between you and me, on a scale of an IKEA being number one to a ten being the Times Square subway station, how bad is Nancy's apartment infested? Um, she is definitely below a one. Really, it's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's not bad at all. I think she technically doesn't need me. I mean, this is New York City. You're going to get something. You're going to get mice. You're going to get roaches. You're going to get something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're an exterminator in New York City, a place famous for being disgusting. What's the most surprising thing that's happened on the job? I would say some of the filthiest apartments that I've been in in my life. And then they ask you, hey, how can I get rid of the roaches and the the mice? Well, we can start by cleaning first. Like. <laughs> It sounds like a lot of your job is just being like a therapist and life coach too. Yeah, you hear a lot of sob stories. Like uh, you walk in, like yeah, it's only like this because I haven't been able to clean because I've been sick. Yeah. Okay, no, you're usually like this all the time. <laughs> you just started cleaning because I walked in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. This is a weird question, but have you ever seen a rat king before? <laughs> a rat king? Do you know what a rat king is? No, uh, if you're oh. talking about a huge-ass rat, yeah, I've seen a few. <laughs> a rat king is like when a bunch of rats, all their tails get tiled up together and they become one, one big rat superorganism. <laughs> oh, nah, I ain't, I ain't seen no Pokemon fused together. <laughs> I didn't seen a gang of rats come out at one time, like I was about to get jumped into a gang. <laughs> But they're all wearing bandanas. Yeah, there was like one right after the other, right after the other one. Like one would have like part of his ear ripped off. The other one would have his tail cut off. I'm like, oh, I've really been through some stuff over here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't even know you, but you're also the bravest man I know. I mean, I feel like you have to be really <laughs> brave to to be an exterminator. Do you consider yourself like a brave person? No, not one bit. Really? <laughs> Why not? Because I try to avoid getting in real contact with them as much as possible <laughs> if i can do the job without having to actually run into a rat <laughs> yeah it's best benefit for me <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you love new york like you feel like a caretaker to new york what else do you get up to in the city oh i'm a musician too i'm a rapper what so yeah do you ever take inspiration from your work um not exactly inspiration, but I along the way, I have met a lot of people that, you know, it's benefited me. Like, you see, you go into people's apartments and you just happen to notice that they got a, a bunch of music equipment there. Like, hey, yo, what do you do? Oh, yeah. I'm a producer. Oh, word? Yeah. I've met other rappers that I've gone to work with and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. I guess, like, no matter how famous you are, you're still prone to rats. You know, you kind of chose the the equalizer <laughs> job. Yeah. Rats don't know a uh, pay scale. <laughs> That's true. Cameron, do you have like a rapper name or, or it just go by your real name? Oh, yeah. Cameron J. That's my rapper name. Cameron J? Yeah. I feel like you got to change it to Rat King now. No. <laughs> it's not happening. Thinking about Rat Kings, Cameron's never seen one and he sees a lot of rats. 
and the idea of a bunch of rats getting their tails tied together and becoming one disgusting organism seems crazy. Are they just an urban legend? We have to know! Dr. Bobby Corrigan is a well-known rodeontologist. Bobby, are rat kings real? You know, I don't think they're real. I've never met a fellow scientist that says they're real either. I've mm. dealt with a lot of rats. I've slept in barns with rats. And I've never seen a rat king where they're all the tails are tied together. Are they, do you think they're, theoretically it could happen? Yes. I think where it may have some little bit of science is that, you know, rats might have frozen to death inside a wall someplace in some mm. winter spot. And they, were, they get together and they do hug or mugger. It's called huggering muggering, where they all <laughs> huddle together to, to share body warmth. Maybe they died like that, and maybe those yeah. tails at that point were entangled. But if they were to get entangled easily like that, they would never survive to the point they are. You said the term hugger-muggering. Is that a scientific term? Well, it's a behavioral term okay. to describe, you know, part of their success, Emma, is they have two secrets to success. Mm -hmm. One is they're not nitpicky about their food. If they have to eat pizza every single night, it's fine by them. They're not going to complain or anything, right? So right. they take in whatever they have to take in. I've even seen rats in Central Park eating earthworms, you know, <laughs> because the uh, litter baskets were cl so clean at that time. Mm -hmm. So the other secret, in addition to that, is they get together in these groups and they, they can fit into small spaces. You can get a whole family of rats, which is about mm -hmm. 12 to 15 rats, into a basketball. You can fit them in one basketball, all those, those rats. And to do that, they hug or mugger into that tight, tight space. Mm -hmm. And it enables them to survive by not have, needing a big cave or something. Yeah. I just love the word hugger muggering. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great term. I use it all the time as let's hugger mugger and talk about things. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, you love. Okay. So that's something because when I think of a rat, I think, oh, man. I don't love that. But you love rats. What Can you tell me something that would make me fall in love with rats? Well, actually, uh, the first thing you could do that's very quick and it wouldn't take long is get a rat pet. Get a rat okay. pet. And you would see that rats as a species, whether in the wild or whether they're your pet, they're very, very loving. Mm. You know, they're very gregarious. And rats exhibit acts of kindness. Certain rats will go over to other rats with a piece of food. You know, if that rat is, say, an old rat and it can't move around or compete for the food, rats will bring food to that animal Aww. to sustain it. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's, it's these kinds of uh, kindness, just like we exhibit when we bring food to friends and families and, and what have you, or whatever we do to help others. Yeah. Do they have little rat thank you cards that they send back to the rat to help them? Yeah, you know, I would love to see that, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> well, we made a game for you. Are you up for playing a little game? Sure, let's go. Awesome, cool. So you're a rodent lover and you're also a rodent controller. So we wanted to play a game we're calling Snuggle, Marry, Kill. Okay, okay. so we'll tell you a rodent and you tell us if you want to snuggle it, marry it, or kill it. And oh. it seems like... You okay. will never choose kill. So. <laughs> Probably not. Great. So that makes sense? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Field mouse. Snuggle, marry, kill. I'd snuggle. Snuggle. Possum. Snuggle, marry, kill. I would probably marry. I'd marry a possum. Are they just more loyal and trustworthy? Yes. And even though they're kind of 
gross looking to some people and everything. They, they're terrific parents and know how to take care of a family. I love that. <laughs> oh, husband material. Great. <laughs> okay, the rat from Ratatouille, Remy, Snuggle, Mary Kill. All right, so cute. How can you not want to snuggle with Ratatouille? I, you know, yeah. how, you have to snuggle with Ratatouille. It's Pat and Oswalt, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, pizza rat, Snuggle, Mary Kill. Well, I'm going to give an exception here because it, it's stealing food. It's, you know, running around with, with some of the foods that, that we use. It gives an image of, you know, if there's a yeah. pizza around, it's going to get it. So I'd probably have to maybe think about not tolerating that, maybe even <gasps> killing that animal. I know. I know. Dr. Corrigan. I know. Are you kidding? Oh I know. But here's the, here's the important point, Emma. We cannot let rats and mice inside our restaurants or anywhere around our food. So the message That's is we, we have to stop that. Draw a line right there. But he's a provider he's the bread he's a pizza winner for his family you don't you're telling me you don't want to marry someone like that well i do the way you described it but <laughs> no 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 we got to stop that all right thank you so much dr corrigan this was i feel like i am a new rat lover i'm gonna make an instagram fan page good good we'll make your junior rodentologist and as you <gasps> walk about you have a new respect for my hope well thank you so much for coming on this was so fun okay Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies from nonprofits to the Fortune 500 find food for meetings and company events. With online ordering and 24-7 live support. Learn more at easycater.com. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Okay, one thing I love about the situation at the FDA is that they're moving the workers affected by the mice to temporary desks. And I really hope this means that the mice are going to get their own tiny little office space, you know, like everything in miniature. (gasps) A tiny little bureau. (laughs) Yes. Yes. TLB. I just love imagining a little office full with little mice and little desks. You know, like mice business casual is so cute. And then their little fingers... Do mice have fingers? They're little paws <laughs> moving really fast on the computer. I can't stop thinking about the mice dressed in business casual. Could we make this beautiful dream real? Lindsay Rogers is the creator of RuPaw's Drag Race. That's RuPaw, not RuPaul. An enormously popular Instagram where she dresses her cat Layla up in drag, in clothes that Lindsay made herself. Is that about right, Lindsay? That is true. Some people say it's God's work. I don't disagree. Uh, So you specialize in cats, but we wanted to talk to you about another animal, right? So we've been talking about this news story that the FDA's headquarters was overrun by mice. We (laughs) love picturing the mice as like little office workers. And I think it's pretty fair to say that you're an expert in making clothes for animals. So do you think a line of mouse work clothes could be a thing? (laughs) You know, if someone told me uh, as a youth I'd be making cat drag clothes, I would say no. Therefore, tiny mouse suits is very uh, probable. Yeah. (laughs) What are the challenges of making animal clothes in general? Well, I'd say the biggest challenge is um, they don't have shoulders, elbows, (laughs) hips, like any defining shape. It's just making clothes for a tube 
with stick, <laughs> sticky things coming off of it. That's so funny. So do you have like a dress model for Layla? I have. She has a fit model that is a cat puppet that I use for mm-hmm. draping. That that gets the job done. But every every new look is a new adventure. So thinking mm-hmm. about dressing for a mouse... I don't even know where I would begin. I once made clothes for a dog, and that okay. that was the opposite. It was so gigantic. So it would be really fun to make teeny tiny mouse clothes. It's only like a little bit of material. Do you just like find little scraps on the floor and then fashion them into clothes? It is a lot of scraps. I live uh-huh. in New York, so going to the garment district and begging for a half of a half of a half of a yard is <laughs> is taboo. And then I yeah. and then they say, Which designer? Who do you work for? And then I have to show them the cat. <laughs> then they eventually give in. What does she most like to wear? She's definitely like an avant-garde kind of girl. She mm-hmm. she likes the big funky numbers but everything is designed with her comfort in mind of course so it's all it's all high fashion couture in the front and clips and ties and all of that in the back I always say she wears more editorial than Mm. than ready to wear she couldn't she she couldn't go down the street she couldn't go down the runway but she could be on the cover of Vogue you know yeah um how old is she exactly (laughs) Layla is 18 what? <laughs> oh my god wow sometimes when i wonder if it's time for her to retire i when i dress her up she's more active and happier than ever i'm like oh my god drag drag keeps you young girl <laughs> okay here's a real question okay do you think layla could help solve the fg's mouse problem um she she has never caught a mouse in her 18 years Mm-hmm. Um, one time she held a ladybug gently under her paw <laughs> and then waited for me to come over and then I put it out the window. So mm-hmm. perhaps she could help them in coaching them into finding other activities or hobbies. So I feel like she could be a great motivational speaker. I, I totally agree. I, I imagine like a drag cat would be so effective at like motivating the mice being like, you don't belong in this nine to five office. Like you need to get out there and follow your dream. Go off, sis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything Layla wants to say to the FDA mice? <sighs> Layla would say, if you mm. want to be in the office, be in the office, but make sure the office wants you to be in it. it Ooh, it's yeah. it's really about... um being in safe spaces, and just live your best mouse life. That's That speaks to everyone. It's a universal language. It is. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> and now the most angelic part of the podcast, the credits. This show is brought to you by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Fager, Zola Ray, Lillian King, Sophie Hernandez, Simeonidas, Nancy Seichow, and special thanks this week to Ian Shillog, Miles Dornbus, and Updog. <laughs> our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills, and our BBL acrylic queen is Mike Danforth. My mom is Julie Choi. She didn't do anything this week, but I just wanted to say hi. Once again, Lorna White. Sound, you're so good at it. Thank you. Thanks to everyone's favorite exterminator, Cameron J. Sure, I can play some music for y'all. Check out his Instagram at Cameron J Music. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-J-A-Y-M-U-S-I-K. 
Thank you, Lindsay Rogers and her cat Layla for fixing your mouse problem and being so freaking fantastic and made me want to collapse. I got a little mouse pep in my step now. You have to see her and Layla in action on Instagram at RuPaw's Drag Race. That's R-U-P-A-W-S underscore drag underscore race. Dr. Bobby Corrigan, you made us love rats. How did you do it? I've always been a nature nerd, without a doubt. You were so great. See more of Dr. Corrigan's work at Rodentologist on Twitter. Rodent and ologist, one word, okay? Go find him. And we love our co-host, comedian and bowl-cut cutie, Atsuko Okatsuka. Which I still rock. Thank you, Atsuko. You can see Atsuko in person at the Netflix is a Joke Fest on April 30th at Dynasty Typewriter. Go to Osco Live for tickets. That's A-T-S-U-K-O-L-I-V-E dot com. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wait Wait NPR and Popping Zyrtec like it's jelly beans, baby. Okay, I'm done. This is NPR. Cameron Jake. Hey, hey, hey. Ray Jake. This is um a verse from my single that's out right now. It's called Yathu Sabe. And it goes, um, my verse goes, listen, little mama, gotta tell you that you bad, bad, just looking at you right now, gotta have that, love your little waist, how you want, baby, my God, just trying to be the only song on your iPod. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Your business faces specific challenges and unique opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, custom-tailored to your short- and long-term goals. Backed by the expertise, strategy, and resources of a top-10 commercial bank, a dedicated team works with you to support your success and help achieve your goals. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.